Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, Chris Evans here with a special edition, a pop-up of the Best of the Breakfast Show podcast with Cinch from Virgin Radio. And today, it's time to cue Shania Twain. Vassos, give it all the beans this morning. Off you go. She's the undisputed queen of country and her new album is the undisputed queen of me because that's what it's called. Her new single, Giddy Up, is out now and she's back on tour in September. So let's go, girls, and say hi to Shania <laughs> All right, Shania. <laughs> oh, I love that. Hi to Shania. Thanks for having me, guys. We it's can't awesome believe you. Yeah, we're all so excited. We love you. We love you. you. And the new album, it's so hot, man. It's sizzling. It's box fresh. Uh, It's out now. We'll play Giddy Up in a bit. Uh, Tell us about the incubation period. Tell us about the, not so much overwriting for the album, but because of COVID, you, you just had so much to choose from, didn't you? I did. And it ended up being... This, this has ended up being my happy album because COVID was weighing me down and like all of us, you know, weighing us all down, big, dark, heavy cloud. And so when every time I would go into to write, I found myself using it to turn my mood around, to make myself happy. I'm like, oh, I just want to smile today. I just want to laugh today. I just want to write something that makes me want to dance. Uh, so the album ended up being just a very cheerful pick me up. Uh, album. Well, you're back in the saddle and you've got a horse on the album cover to prove it. Where'd you get the horse from? Uh, a friend of mine who gets all my horses. <laughs> I have friends. You have a personal horse wrangler. I have friends, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, now, you, you do have spare songs. You're known for this. Um, didn't you write, like, 38 songs for Coming Over or something? You always, you always have these spare songs. Is this why I've seen pictures of you on Instagram with other musicians? Are they hanging around th- saying, Shana, you know the songs that didn't go on the album? Couldn't have one of those, could I? <laughs> That's funny. Actually, <clears throat> yes, <laughs> I will probably start, um, you know, writing for other people, in yeah. fact, because I love, you know, writing is something that flows pretty easily for me. Yeah. Uh, it's it's my greatest love in music, and you've been doing it forever, haven't you? Because you you the thing about you could you could sing. You're an amazing singer. You started singing for Hard Cash when you were eight. Is that right? That's true for Hard Cash. I like the way you put that. It's true. You know, Much fifty needed. bucks here, twenty five bucks there, gas money. You know, a few groceries and, in the house. And for the family, you were literally yeah. earning money for the family. Um, but then also your songwriting uh, was was picked up pretty early. When did you write your first song? What was it about? Oh, I wrote my first song when I was 10. So I started playing guitar at eight, singing in clubs at eight. And then at 10, I started uh, writing songs. My first song was called Just Like the Storybooks. It was very childish, (laughs) really. But But beautiful, I would imagine. It had a good melody and a good, uh, yeah. I mean, I had some skills going on there, you know, listening a lot to other songwriters, Dolly Parton, Waylon Jennings, a lot of old time country songwriting. And so are they mates now? Um, you know, uh, your your heroes, are they your friends? Do you know Dolly well, for example? Um, I've 
come across Dolly many times over the years, and uh, she just treats me like one of the family. Does she? She's so honest. good at that. She's, yeah, she treats me like one of the family, and uh, I every chance I get, I tell her how much I love her and admire her. Um, but yeah, you know, it's uh, more now. I'm crossing other artists than I did when I was, you know, 25, 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I was just so busy before, it was just high bye. You know, now I actually get hugs in and chat for a bit. So you were um, you were Las Vegas and you've Las Vegas twice. You've done two residencies, and again the second one was interrupted by COVID. Um, did, did was were people doing that before you? Did you blaze the trail for that? We know Adele's done that since. She's doing that now. Um, were you the first big name to do that or contemporary name to do that? Celine Dion was the first, right. of us, us sort of this generation, your peer group. Yes. And then I came in in the same room as her. Right. Um, and then let's, literally two years later, everyone came. Right. Um, maybe I should have not spoken so much about how great it was to have a, <laughs> a residency there. Now everyone has a residency. Most residencies are smaller now, though. Um, we are the last brigade of the long residencies. But you're back out now. Okay, so you've announced this new tour. It's going everywhere. Look at this. Uh, you've got Seattle, you've got Vancouver, you've got Tulsa, you've got Lincoln, you've got Hamilton, you've got London, you've got Toronto, you've got Columbia, you've got Ottawa. Um, it's huge. Uh, look, there's 50, 60 dates here. My friend Ali, who's the biggest Dolly Parton fan in the, in the world, she says, I saw Shania in Manchester years ago. Phenomenal, entertaining, incredible voice, just awesome. How... Yeah much fun is it being as good as you are as your job in front of that many people night after night lighting them up it is so satisfying i i only get up on stage to uh enjoy the response of the audience right to engage and they give everything they have you know they're singing along and i was really anxious for this new album to come out as soon as possible before the tour so that they could learn the lyrics <laughs> Because I'm like, I can't. I need them singing along with me. It's the interaction that I do this for, after all, you know. It's like a joint effort. We, we party together. Um, you do have the record for the, the, the biggest-selling album um, by a single solo artist of all time. 40 million and counting for Common Over. Um, 12 singles from that album. There's 16 tracks on the album. 12 of them were singles. I think that must be a record as well. I've not checked, but that must have been a record. But you do have this knack for every song being a banger on the album. You know, they talk about album tracks. You don't... I mean, they're on the album, but they're not really album tracks, per se. Well, I treat every song um, like it's the best song I've ever written. You know, this is I tr this is how I, I look at it. I know, I know it doesn't always end up that way, but I really put my whole heart into it, you know, and I just want them all to be great and to say something that I can live with for the rest of my life because, you know, once you record a song, yeah. it's you let it go and that's it. Picasso said, uh, a painting is never finished. It's just time to stop. How do you feel about that's right. songs? Oh, that's a, he said it exactly right. There's at some point you stop when you're about when you want to share it, right? So there's a factor in there when you're like, okay, am I ready to share this or not? If I'm ready to share it, then I'm done. Yeah, then I'm done. And do you share it or do you liberate it? What do you do? Or do I you do both? I free it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I liberate it. I let it go. Make space for the next, uh, you know, love affair with my with a song, a story. And when, when you so when you hear it for the last time before you say okay that's all right now you and your team or you know whoever it is you're working with on particular songs and albums, um, so you hear it for the last time then 
right? And then the next time you hear it will be after it's released somewhere, someday. Does it sound different at that point? No, I'm so involved and I'm, I'm quite obsessive. So by the time a song gets even into the studio to be treated and to be produced, you know, yeah. uh, that song is so in me or you know i'm so familiar with everything about it that and then there's the mixing and all of that no i know exactly um the stamp is is what it is nothing surprises me but it, i mean years later sometimes i'll listen to songs and i might go wow that was it, i'll do it in a good way you know i'll think wow that was really one of my best vocals or or what that was a great lyric or something like that i'll have a better appreciation for it later so the songs that make it past your own sort of personal um version of the x factor you know your own songs against your own songs in your own head in your own world in your own studio the songs that make it through to the final and get out on the album and get out there for, for us all to enjoy forever that they're they're one thing but what about the songs that don't make it, that are still great? You know, um, how do they, do they live on or are they permanently sort of um, uh, archived? No, the album has to flow as a full body of work. So uh, whatever song doesn't fit in that uh, listening experience, yeah. to me, is what doesn't go on the album. It's right. not really about per song. Um this particular album, I wanted to have enough variety on it because I'm, I'm experimenting with different producers. So some, you know, there's a few songs that have that real country stomp to them. And then there's others that are more storytelling folk songs. There's other, others that are more dance songs. Party, party. Yeah. So it's, I didn't want to have more than, you know, a couple of a similar vein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I had two more of those, I'm, I'm going to make those wait well, for another when, project. Oh, so, so the, but they are sort of, you still love them, you still cherish them, but just, you know, in private as opposed to in public. No, I will, I will go back. I can't wait to get back in the studio. I've oh. got so much more recording oh, to do. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we've got to play Giddy Up now. Uh, the latest single, Queen and Me, currently number one in the midweeks here, probably all around the world again. Um, expectations, do you do expectations or do, do you, are you more intentional than expectations? Oh yeah, no, I definitely um, set out with objectives. I don't um, put numbers on anything, but uh, my goal is to cheer people up with this album. Yeah, and so you know, when I get it's the timing of it is so good because when I get into the shows on the tour is when I'm really going to know what this stuff means to them. You know, like especially a song like "Giddy Up" that is really all about. You know, getting that spice back in your life, rocking and, off. I and love that it. Pep in your step, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, and uh, videos. How are you? How are videos nowadays compared to like thirty years ago? Because Giddy Up's pretty, pretty out there already. It's amazing. And that's really more of a, a a TikTok kind of thing. It's the first time I've ever done a video um, from top to bottom that I, way. I loved it. It's a different way of doing things, and I yeah, I loved it too. I thought it was really just. Um, how is that shoot? In the right how, spirit. How are those shoots nowadays? Are they still big? Are they still days as opposed to to hours? How long would it take? No, that shoot was really super quick. Like genuinely, like a TikTok video. Right. Just everybody. You know, having fun, having fun. Is, is the Shania Twain set? Is the Shania Twain shoot? Is it a fun shoot? I mean, obviously, it's serious. It's focused. You're very professional. You always have been. Uh, do you do, do you bring the fun? Oh yeah, I always have fun on the set. I think um, depending on what we're doing, like you know, 
uh, Giddy Up was just pure sheer fun. We were all laughing. Everybody was sweating. It's like, come on, Giddy Up. Get on with it, you lot. That's it. Puts them up in your Gideon. Giddy Up. We're only here once. Let's hear it. If you haven't heard this, it's so good. Uh, The Twain is in the house. Giddy Up. I mean, come on. It's classic train, isn't it? I mean, you could say best ever, but it's not a competition you need to hold or needs to be won. I mean, Goosebumps, Shania. It's, that song is so good, isn't it? Thank you. Oh, it's just so fun. See, I just want to buy tickets for, for your next tour just for that one. Mm. I mean, I'll bring on everything else, of <laughs> course, but where's that going to go in the set? Now, you know, Gun to Your Head now, where's that going to go in the set? I'm still working it out. I'm in, produ- I'm in production now, putting the head. list Come together. Gun to your head, give me a... You got it. Right now, if the gig was tonight, where's s- that going in the set? Uh, giddy up, I would say it's going to go in the... Probably in the first set. Yeah. It'll probably go like a few songs in. Yeah. And maybe a reprise in the encore. Why like not? That. Do you do... You know, how are you Especially with genuine encores, sincere encores, authentic oh, yeah. encores? Because you build... Oh, yeah. them, obviously, you have to build them in because of curfews and things like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. How spontaneous are you and the band? How How... I mean, clearly you're com- completely consummated what you do for a living. But, you know, when was the last time you did a genuine... Oh, to turn to the band and go, hang on, guys. What yeah. About, what about this? Are you ready for, can we do that one? What about... Because uh, that, that really excites the crowd. By the way, even if you're making it, it up... <laughs> no, you know what, though? Yeah, yeah, right, that's true. No, you know, on this show, I'm actually going to be uh, learning, you know, rehearsing a lot more songs than yeah. we will use in every show because I'm going to switch some things out. Exciting. Um, so that if you're there, you know, a, three nights, you're going to get a, a song from maybe uh, The Woman in Me that I haven't done in a while. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to mix them up a little bit. And the same thing goes with the new stuff. So th- we are going to have reserved songs ready to go that are off the grid that we just do. Right. So you're going to stretch a few muscles there. You're going to... Yeah. W- would you ever have like a wheel of... There was a Wheel of Fortune, wasn't there? What about a Wheel of uh, Fortunes? You know, and that the would song be, shows up? That would be genuine. That's a good it? idea. Come on. Can I borrow that idea? You can have it. And uh, and, when, and you can invite people. Say, look, look, we're going to have a bit of fun now. Uh, we're on the road. I'm so excited to be back. And, you know, there was a time when uh, all of us genuinely, sincerely thought we might never be able to do this again or just be together again. And we are here together again. And we need to celebrate. There's so many bad things happening in the world. We need to have fun for those who can't. And so the next three songs are going to be from my Wheel of Many Tunes. The Wheel of Shania t- tunes, and then um, somebody from the audience can come up and the three spins, and then they can join in them and they get hats. <laughs> they, get hats. they get hats. I the, love They that. get hats, and the best one gets a whip. My God. That, listen, that, that was good. Okay. Did you like that? <laughs> Chris said it. Okay. Everyone. Can you imagine? And all the crowd go, and you should put some fun That's ones That's a cute in idea. Like, I like, like that because, you know, the, everyone gets excited when, yeah. the, you know, the ones that want it to be that one. And they're going to get picked out of the audience and you yeah. have a chat with them, you know, because is, that is all so much fun. So, uh, London today, you yeah. know, who knows where tomorrow you do, I don't. As far as you're concerned, I'll be here. Obviously, you're welcome to come back every day. Uh, but um, the Grammys, uh, the weekend just gone by. Yeah. How are the Grammys now to how they were? Still amazing, still really good Grammys this year. Fantastic winners. Um, how was yeah. it for you? Tell us a bit about that. I thought it was great too. I thought it was one of the best in a while. I really enjoyed it. Um, we were, um, you know, 
most of the, the main artists were sitting quite close together so we could get a lot of hugs in and say yeah, hello and, catch up. and congratulate. Yeah, it was really great. It was a very good night of reconnection. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed it and the performances were awesome and everybody was having genuine fun, I thought. Who do you, you know? love? Uh, who, who do, I mean, you love them all. You have massive respect for them all. I don't yeah. mean that. But who particularly did you enjoy on Sunday? Well, I was so cheering on Harry because yeah. he's such a sweet person. Everybody loves Harry. He's he's just genuinely that sweet. Um and then, I mean, Adele was behind me having the greatest time ever. She's so fun. And Do you so, know her? No, I only met her that night. <laughs> right. So that was a really fun thing. Um, so, yeah, we met that night. And uh, she was, I, I think I was blocking her view part of, the, part of the time. So I kept saying, am I blocking your view? Do I need to move? <laughs> Anyway, it was, it was it was great fun. Uh, I never it was a very mixed um, audience where we were you know all the genres were mixed in together. Yeah. So that's really great because you get to chat with people that you may not um, cross otherwise. Yeah. And talking talking of crossing, just put a pin in that because I like that phrase. Uh, you were you know uh, one of the main reasons cited for your success or ingredients, not reason, ingredients to your success was the big country crossover, and you were cited as the first major crossover artist. Was that intentional or was that just in you and 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 part of you met another part of you musically and it all exploded and came out like we know it nowadays. I just grew up with so many different styles of music. The songwriting rooted from the country, my grandparents' country, right? Right. Um, That songwriting, those songwriting um, roots. But other than that, I'd always done whatever was top 40 in the bars, and that changed over the years. It was, it went, you know, uh, and I did folk festivals, so okay, I had a repertoire of folk songs, and then I had the top 40 rock, and then I had the top 40 pop, and then, so I was always a hybrid artist that, um, and that's why the country always had that different edge to it. And that's why I like your music so much. It's just a little bit of everything. It's whatever I was influenced well, by. It's funny because we talked about the 80s a few months ago about, you know, 80s pop songs. And the reason the 80s and the pop songs of the 80s have that amazing sort of uh, sound and their own signature to them is because a lot of the people who were involved in writing those pop songs and were in those bands like Duran Duran for example were real rockers and they were rock songs disguised as pop songs and you know yeah. I think that the roots of the, the lore the folk lore and the storytelling sort of artisanship of the country world then meeting the sort of energy and this sort of sparkle and pep of pop is like this unbelievable um, sort of recipe for, for joy it's a it's a kind of a different it's a little bit of its own genre because when you take a country song um that might be a waltz and then you change the time signature but you have the same uh you know grassroots storytelling yeah yeah you start to get into something really interesting and you start mixing um instruments up you start playing the banjo like like a like an electric guitar and like Axel Rose <laughs> yeah but there's fun, just there, there's no limits like the genres really don't dictate what we do yeah. creatively and that's my way of looking at well, it well they have centers but they don't have boundaries i suppose don't they so you can you're not in a lane that's sort of fenced off yeah i and i don't think i um ever knew what my lane was which is good um it was it made it for a difficult start um, because it was not clear always to uh, 
the industry where I, where I was supposed to be. Um, but the fans, you know, the fans make up their own minds. Yeah, of course the they end. do. Of course yeah. they do. Uh, it's just great to have you here in the studio with us. Honestly, it's a real joy. We were so excited and we've been excited all morning uh, and it helps the show and it puts the listeners in a great mood and it picks up our Wednesday. So thank you so much for making time for us. Well, thank you. We really appreciate it, Shania. And you're hosting a Brit Award on Saturday. Yeah, I'm showing up and I'm, you you're, know. They're going to go crazy. You've got to see what I wear on the red carpet. That might be the most interesting part. Well, congrats on the outfit at the Grammys. I mean, that was pretty special. Oh, that was so fun. Tell, tell, was it a cowgirl? No, that's well, that's what it looks like, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, it could be whatever. You could be a mushroom. Oh, could be some sort of giraffe. Wow. No, but it's actually a British designer in the end. Yeah. So um, you brought something over a special, especially for yeah, Saturday. Absolutely. Can you give us a clue? Um, it's colourful. It's colourful. Yeah, because, you know, there I went black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I did the red hair. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to add a splash colour. But this one is colourful. It's very All right. cheerful. Well, uh, Shania's brand new album, Queen of Me, is out now. Honestly, every track a banger, as usual, when the train is in the house. And tickets on sale now for the tour. UK and Ireland leg beginning on the 14th of September. Always go overseas if you can afford it, if it's within your budget. I love going watching uh, gigs of my favourite artists who just not here. Go to livenation.co.uk uh, for all the tickets, all the juice. Shania, anything else you'd like to say before to your fans before we say goodbye? Or, or so long? I just want to say that I'm so glad to be back. I'm feeling great. This is a great way to start my day. Um, I mean, I couldn't think of anything better. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Cinch. Virgin Radio. How great is she, Shania Twain? That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Why not listen back to some of our other podcasts from the likes of Jay Shetty and Rich D. Grant and Bono and Dame Judi Dench. And don't forget to rate and review because it really helps us out. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.